0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda. And on today's episode, instead of just having one guest, we actually have two. So, two of my very dear friends, um, we have come together, we've met through energy work, and their names are DeAndrea and Amy. So, they have come on the show today to share with you their experiences with energy work, but also to talk about how they both have transitioned into actually doing energy work as part of their life path and not just personal practice. So I believe that their stories will resonate with you. Um, So many of us go through these types of transitions and wanting to share it in new ways, especially after practicing on ourselves for some time. So another thing they're going to talk to you about is this new energy that we're in. It is now Leo season, so happy birthday to all of our beautiful Leos out there. And we actually have the new moon in Leo coming up in just a few days, so I... Um, Want to invite you, if you want some more information about the energy of the month, you can visit DeAndrea's Instagram after this podcast. You can also sign up for my newsletter at TheEnergeticAlchemist.com, where you receive updates about every month throughout the year. And it really supports us in understanding these different type of energies and how we can utilize them in ways to support us and our paths. So... Be sure to grab that. Um, My download is called Creating with the Moon and Stars, and it's free. You'll also get 22 days of transformation with that. Um, One other thing I want to remind you of before we get into today's show is that the medical Reiki training with Raven Keys is coming up in October here in San Diego so if you would like to join us be sure to go to my website for that as well you can sign up there's information about where to book your lodging for the event I am so excited about this and in fact there is some um, really cool postings about what some other people who have taken her training what they are doing now with their work so you can go to my Facebook page to see that. And then finally, I want to invite you to join me for Intuitive Mastery. Now, this is an online class that is available, but right now I am teaching it live. And tomorrow will be our third class. There are 12 classes total, and tomorrow night is just class number three. So if you want to join us, be sure to sign up, and you will have access to the recordings of the first two modules And you can sign up for that through my patron, just become a Reiki radio insider or join the alchemy circle. So either way, I would love to see you in intuitive mastery, which Amy and DeAndrea mentioned in this podcast today. So we'll love to see you there. So that is it for now. Get comfortable and enjoy the show. Okay so this is our very first Light of Day episode. It is me Yolanda here with Amy and DeAndrea. and we're really excited to start this. It's going to be a monthly episode. Yay! And we hope that you'll have a lot of fun with us because you know we have a lot of fun with each other. So welcome ladies.
1: Hi. Hi.
0: Before we um, go into it I guess one of the things first can you just tell us like
2: what your interests are, what you like to practice. Tell us a little bit about you. Do you want to go first? A A starts the alphabet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll go. I'll go. Um my name is Amy. And I met Yolanda like six years ago during a class we took together and we stayed friends. And I met DeAndrea. I don't know what, three, four years now. And we also took a class together, too. And I love these women very much. And they are helping me through this huge transition I'm going through right now. So I just left my corporate job and I am now fully submersing myself into the Reiki world. And I'm really excited because I started this journey. Back in 2012, I started studying Reiki, getting certified, and then I still had to lead my corporate life and have all my experiences. And then now I'm coming full circle and I'm getting back into it and I'm practicing And so I love energy healing, everything about it. I love reading about it. Um, I love neuroscience. Dr. Joe Dispenza is my favorite. I love crystals and healing um, with crystals. So that's a little bit about me and my interests right now and where I'm at right now.
0: Can I just say one thing really quick before you go, Dee? First of all, seven years, like that, I can't believe how fast time is going by, so that means I met you, yeah, probably six years ago. And then, um, but I think that's a really like inspiring thing because a lot of people think if they don't do something with it right away, like yeah, no. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. And know. side note, am I ever going to get my book back?
2: <laughs> <Which> side
0: note, <laughs> to the side, Wait, which book? Joe Dispenza, honey. Which one book? of those. I don't know. It's okay. Oh, I know you love book. him, so you can have him. No, no, the Joe Dispenza one. Anyway, we'll talk about it later.
1: Okay. Can you yeah. Tell
2: okay. us about you. Um, well, I met Yolanda in an intuitive mastery course that she did. Um, what year was it, 2015? Maybe it had to it seems be. Seems like it was longer than that, but maybe it might have been 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, one of those two years, and. I met her um, on an online, well, actually, I met her, like, in passing. We had, like, mutual friends before then, and, you know, I went to an astrologer that we both know, and she was like, oh, my God, like, I really think, um, I really want you to meet this girl, Yolanda, and I already knew who she was, like, how many Yolandas are there? Like, in this generation, it's not that many, so... And so I was like, yeah, I think I know who that is. And so I reached out to her to take a Reiki class, but that, that didn't end up happening. And yes, it was 2015 because that Reiki class was supposed to be 2014 in March of 2014. So, so then I ended up not taking that class because of whatever happened in life, but she reached out to me later because she kept getting messages about me taking this course. So anyway, I ended up taking this course and um, then I met her in person. So we still hadn't met in person at this time. Like we were just kind of in class together with eight to 16 other people. And so with that course, we got a free one-on-one. And so I go over to her house and I mean, I just experienced something like energetically that I'd never experienced before. Like, it was the weirdest. Um, it was just, I just never experienced it before. And then, like, the pictures in her house, like, her family looked like my family. Our grandma's <laughs> had the same name. It was just like this weird, supposed to be one hour one on one. And trust me, if you know Yolanda, all an hour, girl, you got to go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have an appointment next. Um, and so, anyway, that one hour ended up five hours. and things just started to like really shift. And um, she, I was, I think I was thinking about getting in a tarot and she was like, oh, I have somebody I would like you to meet. And so she set kind of me and Amy up and Amy was waiting for me at this cafe in Golden Hill. And I think about who I know Amy is now. And I know she was like, "This, you should have been here like 50 50- Right. <laughs> so
1: like, oh. I don't remember that. <laughs> you no.
2: didn't say it, but I could not find this little hidden cafe to save my life. Anyway, Yolanda and I met or um, Amy and I met up at this little cafe and I don't know what happened. It had to be like kismet because we were like, OK, so I'm going over your house next week. She's like, yeah, my address. And we just kind of have been like sisters ever since then. Um, as far as like interest goes, it's funny because, you know, I, I'm an esthetician first. I started that first and I was doing that when I met Yolanda. And so when I met Yolanda and I got Reiki training and I, I, I was kind of scared of it. And so when I would be with my clients, you know, I didn't say anything about it. I didn't.
0: And she froze a little bit.
2: I mm-hmm.
1: shall be back in a second. So you don't remember her being late for the No, but I do remember her trying to find the place and she was like frazzled, but I mean it was fine. It was no big
2: deal.
1: <laughs> it was funny. No,
0: it is so funny just to think back to then. I can't believe again, like how fast time has gone by. Mm-hmm. But um just how close, you know, you guys were. And even for you and I, I mean, I think it was really interesting that we stayed connected because that's not mm-hmm. like me to stay connected mm-hmm. after classes. So Yeah, I'm so glad we did.
1: Yeah, I know. I was thinking, I was reflecting on that too. And I was like, wow, because it took us almost a year that passed that we saw each other. Mm -hmm. And I remember us saying, like, it doesn't feel like it's been a year. And we just became, like, fast friends. But I, that's when I truly learned the depths of healing that you're already done, have done and been into. And, like, just your talent and, like, what you do. Like, I had no idea you were doing all that. Like, you had already (laughs) progressed. And then this was just like some extracurricular thing that you were taking with me. And I was just like, well, now it all makes sense. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I remember like I, I like discovered you that day. Yeah. and You know
0: what was the funnest? Now wait till she comes back. But I think what made the biggest impression um, on me with the three of us and like how our energies are when we all come together our crystal covens, but then also when you guys did master level training, I mean, that was an intense three days. Was it three days? Yeah, it was really intense, but we'll wait for her to come back for that. So one of the things we wanted to do is, um, because the three of us, we love each other so much, and we really do support each other on these journeys, and we all do have different focus. So Amy right now is focusing on Reiki but in some really cool ways but I'll wait for you Mm -hmm. to share that but another thing that you um, you and uh, Janet are the most when I think of crystals I think of the two of you and that's something people always are curious about listening to the podcast how did you even get into crystals and what is your fascination with them like where'd that come from
1: um you mentioned janet janet is my aunt and she is like a crystal guru rocks gemstones geodes she's always had a fascination she's got this monster collection all throughout her house and i just absolutely love crystals too and they i've always sort of had an affinity for them and it's just kind of grown over the years and so i love sharing them so i share them with like you and you share more with me about them and you and deandrea too and um So, and then I just kind of went down the rabbit hole with, with crystals and, you know, I don't know like everything about them. I'm always looking them up though. And I have been growing my collection. I grid with them. I have them on me all the time. Um, So they're just awesome, awesome ways to help like stay calm and focused and also manifest.
0: Yeah, your grids are gorgeous. And actually, um, later on in this conversation, we have something special we want to share with all of you. Um, Because again, we do all have different areas that we focus on personally. This actually, DeAndrea came up with this. It's a really good idea. We'll have a little uh, segue to something called Daybreak. And she's going to share with us what's going on um, astrologically and I will show you some pictures of what Amy is going to share with us about grids and then I'll share a corresponding tarot. So one of the things too, while she's doing that, I guess we could talk about, um, I know you said seven years ago you started in all of this and then just now you're coming to a place where you're like, this is going to be my practice. I think it's interesting because even back then I saw how passionate you were about doing hands-on healing and working with people and, you know, Reiki, and then watching you be just really interesting with crystals over the years too. How did you do that? Like, did you feel like you had to ignore this and just make, you know, corporate priority or how did you manage that?
1: Yeah. I was more interested in learning about Reiki to, evolve my own spiritual growth rather than teach it or practice it like on other people so I did it selfishly for myself and to grow but I had such a passion for it that with the way I associate work I had to like release some conditioning about work because I didn't want to ruin Reiki for myself so I but also back then I still had to I was still needed to be comfortable in a job that gave me a paycheck and benefits. And I still wanted to achieve some goals in my corporate life and, you know, save some money up. So it served me very well. And I learned some very valuable lessons along the way that will help me relate better to people when I provide Reiki for them. So it was definitely something I had to and not really even believe I was ready for it yet back then. And it had to evolve as I grew more into it and learned more about it.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that because, again, like I know a lot of people, I'll get messages all the time where people feel like they're in this tug of war and not knowing like how to transition. And just for everyone listening, that's one of the things we wanted to talk about today was transitions and transition um, energy, which you'll hear some more about when DeAndre tells us about what's going on with the sun. But um, we're all in different transitions right now, which I'm sure a lot of you are going through, too. But that's one of the, I think, scariest ones, because I was kind of forced into this transition, you know, like I was laid off from my corporate job. And quite honestly, I don't know if I would have made that transition if it were not like this forced thing. But that also is what led me into seeking like what can i do to not be stressed out so that's how i found meditation and reiki and all these things and then it just accidentally although synchronistically i guess became what i did but Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: i'm always amazed when people
2: take that leap Mm -hmm. okay so
1: can you hear me now
0: yes honey she's back i'm good yeah you're good yeah, okay good. so we're back at the cafe you were late and Amy's Virgo self was probably like what is the problem okay
2: go
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh My Virgo self is like oh I have to do all the talking now
2: <laughs> well no I think we got past that part because I think you know we just were friends since like or wait is that the last part you heard because I was talking So yeah. did I freeze at that point yes okay so, um, finally I made it to this little hidden like cafe and Amy and I like, we we're just doing cards and like practicing like tarot with each other. And I don't know, we just, and which is weird. Cause I am not even like one of those people. I'm like, Oh my God. Yay. You know, I'm just not, but we just set up for next Tuesday at her place. And then we just, from then on out have been friends. Mm-hmm. Um, When I started, so I was an esthetician first. And so when I started doing Reiki, um, or when I got trained with Reiki, I didn't plan on doing it at all. Like it was just like, okay, now I know what -hmm. this is. and That's cool. And I like it because I like all things that have to do with anything that no one else is fucking doing. Um, So (laughs) I really like love that. But I had this client who was here from Columbia. And she comes in and I'm just giving her a facial and her mom was a doctor in the oncology department in Columbia. And she snatches my hand off her face and she goes, oh, my God, the energy coming off of you right now. And that actually embarrassed me. It kind of made me be like, oh, my God, like I can't even control this thing. Like it just comes out and I don't even like know what's going on. And I was like, oh, yeah, well, I mean, um, I'm a tuna Reiki, but I don't like offer it to people. And she said something and I'll never forget it as long as I live. She said, wow, what a gift to have and not be willing to share. And I think in that moment that totally like just changed my whole, my whole idea of what it of what this is, and what we do and what we have the capacity to do and like how much like there are people who may not know what's going on, but there are people who know what's going on. And that Mm -hmm. won't. I'll never forget her. Her name was Maria. And she, that night I went home and I put it on my menu. Wow. And like, it literally took somebody to say, wow, she just totally changed the perspective of how I was looking at it. I was looking at it like, I don't really know what i'm doing i just know i'm doing something and until i can like pinpoint like what that is and how i can give it at will and not give it when i'm not trying to um maybe i should keep it to myself until then until i figure out what. that's really
0: funny i remember even when you would say stuff like that i was always like this one like seriously Mm -hmm. do you remember amy like when we would all be together her eyes would start fluttering and all of a sudden she would feel everything in the room and start reading stuff like I don't
2: think you could have escaped it. I don't mm-hmm. think I could either. But def- you just learn lessons, like using this stuff, like over time. So anyway, I started doing it, but it was never like the forefront of my business. I kind of felt like, okay, this lady called me out on my shit that I didn't even know was my shit. And now I'm putting it out there, but I'm not going to really tell anyone. It'll just be there in case somebody sees it. Right. And there just was this shift that kind of slowly happened over time where I felt like that was like, I'm not hiding behind being an esthetician anymore. Like this is who I am. I I do this work and I also do facials and waxing, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And I think that was like the change. That was the the pivot point.
0: You so. know, I have to ask you too, because that's, interesting you say that and I've been thinking about this a lot lately how it can be uncomfortable for a lot of people to admit that this is what they're into or what they do I mean luckily it's more talked about now than back when we all started doing all of this but still there's a lot of like you know you say you do this and you may think people are going to assume you're out there or weird or whatever the different things are are right yeah, right. <laughs> 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 weirdo. But Amy, did, was that hard for you, or is that going to be hard for you going from corporate and now
1: when people say, "What do you do?" Is that going to feel funny? Oh yeah, it, and it has been. And I am actually kind of selective. Like, I was selective about who I was telling what to because I knew some people, they just weren't going to get it. And I just did not want to have that conversation in that moment. So, but it has been like a big fear thing, especially with, you know, my family and those close to me. But um, of course, you know, that's all in my own head. Um, But yeah, it's a big thing because people don't understand what energy healing is. And a lot of, there's so much like negative things that have been, projected it, about it in the media and everything so I'm totally have been afraid of the eye roll and the oh that's ridiculous and oh you're not going to make any money doing that so but I've had to just overcome that fear because I don't care about them mm-hmm. they don't live my life they're not right. in my brain or my body so why do I care about what they think about me so a lot of it was overcoming the fear of being judged yeah So, okay. So the three of us, we have the
0: commonality of Reiki. And um, when you went off, I was telling Amy, like one of the things that really clicked for me about when the three of us get together energetically was during the crystal covens. And then also during your master level training, that was an intense three days, but that's our commonality. And then she mentioned that she also likes crystals and we know that's her thing. Like God knows that is Amy's thing. Um, what about you? Outside of the energy work, like what else has called to you?
2: So it, it's it's funny because you can like do this for so long and you still don't really know exactly what it is that you do. Mm-hmm. So, anybody who is listening, like if they know they're doing something and they can't like really quite pinpoint exactly what that thing is, that's okay too, we're in it together. Um <laughs> like I love astrology. My dad started teaching me when I was 6 years old. Like I have been in it like I probably and I'm not exaggerating, probably have about 60 books in my house like just on astrology. And I really love like traditional astrology like where are you right now in life? Like where are you going? Like there there was just like you know, I studied it for so long and then finally I said, I want to go to a school and I want to have them teach me, like, from the beginning, like, how did this begin? Like, what are the traditional, like, guidelines, the foundation of astrology? And let me see, like, where I want to take it from there. And so when I went to that school and I started, like, really, like, learning, like, you know, the roots of astrology, something like clicked. There's, like, this, there's a reason that everything is how it is. There's this synastry between what part of life we're in right now, like what we're doing in that life. Like there are these themes on our birthday that come into play like each year and they are pushing us to complete this thing. Like you take care of this, like what comes first? What comes first is us. It's the self, right? Like we come first and we've been like, had this thing like beat in our head about being selfish when that was just kind of like that Christianity play on what only the priests and only the men and only the clergy and only these people were allowed to know, yeah, we come first, like you come first, that's the first house we learn who we are in that first house, that second house we learn what we need, that third house we learn to communicate what we need that fourth house, ooh what who are we at home, like what is like the foundation it's the slowest part of the chart like it's everything that we keep within ourselves. There was a story that was being told. And I read a million books and I've had a million times my chart read and all this stuff, but no one like really like ever gave me the meat. And I think like it took me a minute after even like going through school figuring out like exactly what am I going to do with astrology because it's been kind of like there for me to take or literally, for probably since I moved here. So 13 years, like right here, like do it, do it, do it. But in my mind, and I do have Saturn trying my Mercury. So I need to have a reason. Like I need to know why am I taking this class? What am I learning this for? Like, why am I putting it out there? So once I figured like, okay, I think like, this is like time. So I took this class and now it became, oh my God, I love this. Like, it's all I can talk about. I'm asking weird people, strange questions. Like, when is your birthday? Mm, how old are you? Let me see. What <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like going to, oh, you're in the fourth house for fifty year. You know, I'm, I'm doing all this thing, all these things, but it was like, if you were to come to me, what are you coming to me for? Like, how do I use your chart? And help you navigate where you are right now because just looking at your natal chart and telling you like oh yeah you have this here so that means you're like this like I just didn't find the construction in that and so that has been like the challenge with you know figuring out how I'm going to put astrology out there and then it just clicked one day well that's
0: interesting again because I mean over these years of the three of us knowing each other I've seen both of you go through very interesting transitions in different ways, like not just around work, but recently this has been the highlight, right? Like, what do I want to share? How do I want to share it? But I have to say this and I want to ask Amy, um, if anything comes up for her, it's interesting that you say astrology was introduced to you as a child. And then like, maybe there was gaps in between where maybe you thought it was interesting, but didn't go all in until you started to come into this alignment with yourself. Right. And it made me think of, um, you know, you guys know I was the only child. And when I was younger, I had kind of like a boombox, but not the good one. My mom got me like the janky boombox, but <laughs> I would record myself and pretend I was doing like a radio show. And I would do the accents of all these different characters. You know, only kid, you have to entertain yourself. <laughs> but it's funny because I was so like painfully shy in between all of that. And then I start coming to alignment with myself and I'm doing that thing. I was doing when I was a kid, you know? Mm -hmm. So I maybe wonder about you, Amy. Like, do you notice anything now that kind of points to an interest from many years ago, even if it was
1: the crystals, anything at all? No. It's like Mm -hmm. a total midlife redirect Ah. completely. Like, I, over the last 10 to 20 years, I've seen a transformation in myself in growing towards this, but as far as being exposed to it as a child, no. I grew up in a very, like, Catholic family. And so, of course, though, the deities I work with and the ascended masters, now I'm familiar with some of them because some of them showed up in the Catholic religion. But, like, that's the only crossover that I can think of at this point in time. Doesn't mean I won't discover others down the line, but That's the only thing I could think of, but no, I I didn't have a big big one because
0: I didn't have those deities. Like one of the things Deandre and I had in common is I started, and I know she did too, like having different Egyptian deities come in, and it wasn't like Mm -hmm. I was looking for them. That's just who showed up. So yeah, I think that's
2: an interesting thing too, like who shows up for us when we start Mm -hmm. doing this work. Do you remember? how that happened though because you it happened with you we had in the intuitive mastery course you called all these goddesses and um ascendant masters and stuff in and they were all women and you called them in and you wanted us to connect with how they felt and then isis came in you said okay now call in isis and she is the only one like everyone had like a very kind of um this soft energy that came in like okay yeah I know you're here type of thing but when she came in she pushed my shoulders back and lifted up my chin and she was like bitch this is (laughs) and I was like oh my god like you know what I mean it was Mm -hmm. like and I say this to you guys all the time It might just be personally for me, but I feel like guides will come in and they're of a certain lineage and they speak to you and you understand what they're saying. And then you'll have other people that might come in and they're not of your lineage necessarily. And it's very hard to interpret what it is they're trying to say to you. You Someone just said this the other day, um, because I'm
0: teaching intuitive mastery again right now. Mm -hmm. And in the first week, whatever it was in one of the exercises. And one of the people, that's what he said. He was like, someone
2: came in, but it was like, I couldn't translate their language. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. I mean, it's like, it's it's like that. It's like, it's almost like um, energetic coding. Mm -hmm. Like, boom! Some people will come in and they can unlock everything that you need to have unlocked and understand and access what you need to access. And then other people are just punching in numbers. And they're not like getting inside the vault they're not Wait, like can we talk about this for a second because
0: <clears throat> this was fun to watch with both of you too intuition side note were you in intuitive mastery
1: amy
2: is that why you I- guys met no
1: uh we did take it together though but i wasn't live i was working during the time and i just took it on my own the while you guys were yeah
0: where we were live um that was interesting too like what stands out to me is <laughs> putting amy on the spot In master level training to have her read like remember but then also you how you started seeing things visually first and do you remember amy she kept saying like i don't know how to translate this i don't know what this means and it was like you're saying everything are you talking about reiki master level or intuitive mastery no in reiki master level i put you on the spot to read
1: yes oh yeah okay
0: never mind i'm trying
1: to think of another I i
0: wasn't the seer like yes I did you saw my face as like oh wait frozen. like all kinds of
2: stuff yes you did see <laughs> I remember you came and got a facial and I saw you change that's when I saw yes. a face change for the first time right and then the second time for you I would see it like at your house like e- even if we would, like do covens and stuff sometimes it will be just like like your face would like change into this thing yeah or other person or whatever and I would be like Okay, but I, I know okay, she, she's yelling at me, but I don't really like, you know, see things like that. I, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, okay, I'll tell you how I see it. I the, How I see it <laughs> is if I'm talking to somebody and they change, I can see people change. I saw somebody who got extremely some kind of way and I saw them change and it was the first time I saw a low vibrational shift in someone's face turn into something you don't want to see. And I remember like getting home and I called Yolanda and I was like, Oh my God, like, have you ever blah, blah, blah. And she's like, Oh, and so it was, I do see things in that regard, but I'm really like a feeler. So when Yolanda handed out those cards and she's like, okay, she handed us these cards face down and she handed them to Craig and then she handed them to me. And my solar plexus just I just got so uncomfortable I just wanted to like get out of the seat and it was a solar plexus card and I think in that moment that's when I was like oh okay like I I I feel things Mm -hmm.
0: well that's so this is what I want to ask both of you then because a lot of people struggle with that with trusting how they perceive things and you know and it yeah, I think even when you get used to it, there's still those moments where you're like, seriously? You know, it just is that way. What was the thing for you or what, ha- what experiences have you had where you're like, no, that's, yes, I trust this? Was it progressive or was it like something big happened where you just were like, boom, like, I can't deny it?
1: I think I've always trusted the process. I think it's my skills along the way and my development that I've been kind of like, Oh shit, am I doing this right or not? Right. But I had a long distance Reiki session with um, someone and during the session, and I don't always see things during the session and I, and it's okay if I don't, I don't like look for stuff, but, um, I do call guys and people in. And at the very end of the session, white Buffalo woman came in. And that was like, for me, it wasn't until afterwards and in the day that like it really sunk in. But like that sure doesn't happen to me. <laughs> and is this really happening? But there's like, I couldn't have made it up. Like I was so in my head, like, no, this is who this is. Do what you're supposed to do and be like, like, stop thinking. This is what's happening right now. And it was so firm that I couldn't, I can't question it. Right. So that was something recent that happened to me that that was like, okay, no, no,
2: can't deny it. I love it. You know, you might have just sent me in a mental rabbit hole because I think, I think as far as, and I don't even I think as far as this work, when I had to leave my last spot that I was in, in Hillcrest, mm-hmm. um, and I remember going down in that garage and sitting in my car because it was so uncomfortable, like working in that environment, in that space. I remember I wasn't even taking Reiki clients during that pat the last like two weeks time that I was there because I didn't even, I was, was not comfortable, and I remember leaving it was a Thursday and I got in my car in the garage and I was like guides do you have something for me and they said yes and I said okay is it available and they said no and I said please come and get me when it's available kid you not true story so I go home and you know the next day comes I work and then Saturday morning comes and I literally go (gasps) and I'm like oh my god it's ready And then, so my husband just got out of the shower. He's like getting clothes. I'm like, babe, let's go. He's like, where are we going? And I was like, I don't know. And we got in the car and step-by-step directions in my ear, like pretend like you're going to your old job. Okay. I'm driving. Turn on park. Okay. I turn, keep going straight. Turn here, turn right here. I'm like literally having this conversation and Josh is next to me. Like, You know what I mean? He's like, what is happening? And then, so I get to the top of this hill and I go down and there's this yellow building on the corner that you cannot miss. And there's a for rent sign, take to the outside of the window. Take to the outside. I took that bitch down. Nobody (laughs) else. And it's like the cutest space ever. I love your space. I still have that envelope with the for rent on in my backseat of my car right now. So I called the lady because they're like, call right now. I called her. We talked. We set up a time to meet. We meet at 11. And when I get there and we're meeting, she's like, okay, well, I have someone else coming to see the spot at one. I was like, no, you don't. and took the for rent sign down. And she's like an old feeble lady. And she's like, she puts her fist on her hips. She was like, that was you. And I was like, "Yes." Yeah. She was like, okay, well you have so much happiness in your eyes. I'm gonna call the one o'clock and tell her it's been rented. And I think that was the first time, that was the first time in that capacity that I understood that I can ask and they will answer. Because there was nothing else for me to go off of. I had never been to this area before in my life. There was nothing else for me. That was straight divine connection.
0: Well, with both of you, I think what was interesting, and we're going to segue into getting the information for the month, because we've been- Excuse
2: me, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Yes. Um, You can answer the question now. Thank you. I don't even remember what it was. Oh, my God. Um. you know? When did you start trusting? Oh, when did I start
0: trusting? Okay. Uh, um, I think for me, it was more the same. Like I would feel things and I actually, I would get really frustrated at first because I could feel stuff, but I didn't know what it was. So it was just annoying. Like, what's the point? What is this? I don't know what it is. And what started happening for me was in Reiki sessions, I started seeing images and I would see things like in people's systems. And one day, sometime I just started telling people what I saw, even if it made no sense to me, you know, and when people would be like, oh my God, that's blah, blah, blah. And it made sense to them. That started validating for me like, oh, okay, I'm not making this up. It's not just in my head. Yeah. Um, but it's funny that you mentioned how ISIS came through for you because she also was one of, not the first guide that came through, but she was the first one that came through with like some serious authority. Like she was not playing. And I forget what it was. I was, I was in a class when it happened, and I was asking for something. And the person instructing the class was telling us to do something in a particular way. It was my uh, intuition class. And for some reason, I didn't like what they were doing or I didn't like what was happening. And it was like she came through the wall, like stormed in and was saying something like pretty much like in defense of me or like trying to help me, like telling the other energies that were around to support me and what it was I was trying to do. And then she was just gone. And so she was the first guy that came through that I was like, whoa, this is real that we really can perceive. uh, Yeah. So that was mine. Hmm. Fun times. (laughs) Yeah. So I wanted to ask you guys both too, because this is something and I'm glad we're doing this together. God, it's so much fun. But for people who don't know you, a very common thing is you both said, you know, this was something that you did, but it wasn't, you didn't do something with it right away. Right. So for like, DeAndrea, someone said something to her and that was the catalyst. For you, you had other priorities and now you're in the space like, okay, I'm going to do it. Was there ever this lingering in the background before you actually took those steps? Did you have any kind of internal tug of war or was it just something that was just floating, waiting for you to touch?
2: Um, I was scared. I don't really like you know. I was... I, I was scared and I've been scared of what I can do Mm -hmm. since before I knew exactly what I can do. Like, even like my mom, you know, she used to tell me um, that I would be in her bedroom crying behind her curtains and saying they're in my room. And then my stepdad would be like, they're not in your room. You're just dreaming. And my mom would say, she said, she saw it. She saw it. You know, and I I was like 11, like using Egyptian musk. This is a true story, (laughs) you know, and then like me seeing the spirit, like seeing spirits has always been like a thing. And I didn't sleep when I was pregnant with my daughter because this old guy was just pacing back and forth in my living room. And I wish I knew then what I knew now because I would have just like helped him and like had him move on but it was all fear. Like, what is this for? Like, there's something, there's something extremely powerful that was very terrifying for me. And I don't know if I'm 100% over. um, I think there's still like a little bit of fear, like sprinkled in to that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's still like intra. And I remember Yolanda telling me about like, you know, having my Akashic Records read because I knew when I was like hitting this wall, like I would get to this certain point and like something would make me just kind of stop and be like, okay, that's good enough. You know, but then something was like at my back, like trying to push me through this boundary that I had placed upon myself. And I knew that that had to do with power. I knew there was something on the other side of this wall for me that I was scared to possess. And so I think fear was, and is still, hmm, along with like being seen, probably like my biggest thing. Right. Being seen. That's huge. But so then even with those
0: two things, like fear of what you're capable of the power and fear of being seen, what then, pushed you to actually still do it because I mean you're in it like you do the work and even I mean all of us we all have our doubts we all have whatever goes on right but um what propelled you then to still show up even if you had some
2: reservations? I make people feel better I change people's lives I change how they see things I can talk to people and they can be feeling one way. You can do a session and someone can come in really like with this face and this energy and this, you know, they just feel like, what's the point of it all. And then you finish and you can just, you can literally see them just slowly start to change. Like after the session's over and you know, you, their whole face just changes. And if I want to call anything power, There's power in knowing that you can make somebody, or even if you're just the, I mean, I don't care. I'm going to say you can make somebody feel that much better, even if it's just for that week or that month or however long, like there's power in that. There's like purpose in that.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hi,
2: beautiful.
1: Okay. What about you, Ames? Um, I totally can understand the whole fear too for me a big thing was fear and also allowing myself to like really wonder what what do I want to do that would make me happy because what I was doing was no longer feeding my soul and so for me the big question was why am I here what am I doing how am I supposed to be happy when all I'm doing is working to live and how do I you know change that So I, a lot of it was fear, you know, fear of losing, you know, benefits and a regular paycheck and fear of the unknown of how things could be different and not realizing it could be like a million times better. And it will be a million times better because you're going to be following your passion. So for me, I can totally, fear was a big thing for me. And also pinpointing like, what did I really want to do? And I just currently didn't have the bandwidth To even think about that with the situations I was in, my brain just couldn't even like allow myself to focus on me because I was so caught up in what I was doing. So for me, it was, you know, the fear of taking time for myself, the fear of people judging me. So a lot of it was fear. So once that left, it was gone. i want to
2: add one thing. And that Mm -hmm. is like, it makes you question who you are. Yes, mm-hmm. honey. You know what I mean? Like uh oh, you just kind of hit my question yeah. for the box. Mm-hmm. But yes, it does. It makes you, you know, like it just makes you question like who you are because you come in it thinking that you are one person and then things just start to make you question everything. And there's a lot of responsibility that comes in um owning this work owning yeah. your title owning what it is that you do owning being able to say that, you yeah they there yeah it's it's like a it's a heavy crown to bear
0: honey what uh-huh. you say well we are almost at an hour and for the future we are going to try to keep it on an hour but this is our first one and you know you know how it is when you're with your friends you just go so we have two more things we're going to do we have some questions in our little secret chat box we're each putting in a question to ask for the group um, Amy's is there so we'll start with that and then we will get into the energy for this new season that we've just transitioned into mm-hmm. so Amy said first crystal you bought for yourself and why oh what was the first crystal I bought for myself um I know that it was not until I got into this work. You know what is the funniest thing? I don't remember the first crystal I bought, um, but I do remember the first time I bought a crystal necklace. And it was hilarious to me because at that time, I really wanted to wear a crystal on my body. So I went and got, you know, the ones that are just, um, it looks like a point, kind of like a single terminated little, Mm -hmm. the ones you see all the time. And yeah. it was um fluorite, fluorite. Right? Right. Anyway, but I was cracking up at myself because when I first got into this and I saw people with those kind of necklaces and I always thought like, oh my God, I am not gonna be that person. I'm not gonna be that kind of person with <laughs> wearing crystals and stuff. And then, yeah, then one day I went to the store to buy a crystal necklace. Um, and it was because I wanted to, um, wanted, I I was just in that exploration of, Everything being energetic and I come to a place of really being curious about the type of energy that crystals held. And so I wanted to wear one to see like the effects. What
2: about you, Dee? Well, also a true story. My mom is 100% a crystal witch. So growing up as a kid, I always had crystals. But they were always the beaded ones that we wore around our wrists, And my mom always got me tiger's eye. We always had tiger's eye. And then we had like an onyx or something. Didn't know they had any kind of properties. Didn't know any of that. She also used to go to a little African shop and bring me back Egyptian musk. So I'm pretty sure. And I told my mom, I'm like, you know, you're like a crystal witch, right? Because if you say I showed her your ring. And she's like, oh, yeah, honey, that's a blah, 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 (laughs) (laughs) blah, like knows the property of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, it's easy. It was malachite Mm -hmm. and because I was broke. And so they, in in my book, it said, oh, this like brings you money. And so I was like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, like bring me some money. Yeah. The last crystal I got, I remember everyone has quartz, right? And you remember being at your house, Yolanda, and you're like, how do you not have clear courts? And I was like, I don't know. It's just- <laughs> but leave it to me. The normal thing is probably the last thing that I'll get and not yeah. even on purpose. I started going to the, and look at, I have this one
0: right here on my desk from Janet. I have no idea what it is. I meant to ask Amy because I don't know. It, that is beautiful. Isn't it? But I, I um, Marine is in there. It's so pretty. But I I started going to the crystal shop and thinking before I go in, like, just whatever crystal is for me, let me just feel, like, drawn Mm -hmm. to that. And every time I ended up
1: with Apophyllite. And I still, Mm -hmm. I don't know. But what about you, Amy? What was your first one? Um, I don't know if it was my very first one, but I I know the first one I bought with intention was one time I was at a crystal. We were there, Yolanda. It was at a crystal. Oh, Yes. Yes. I don't even know what to call it. Like a workshop or almost like a Tupperware party, but for crystals. I think it was supposed oh. to be about crystals and fairies. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And some chick from like LA came down or something. Anyway, she had like all these crystals to sell. And so anyway, I bought that one with purpose because it was a generator. So I wanted to create grips with it and, you know, to use it to manifest. So and it's clear and it had like some clusters of something inside of it. And I still have it. That is so funny you said that because I
0: think that's the first crystal I bought too. And I bought two different, um, two fluorite sticks. One was more green and one was more purple. Mm. And it's funny, that's the first necklace I bought too. But yeah, I think that was the first one I bought. Mm -hmm. Okay, our next question box we have. Okay, in this work, this question is from me. What have you learned about you through this work? What was one valuable lesson or realization?
1: trusting yourself and following your intuition Mm -hmm. because no one is going to give you the answer but yourself regardless of how many times you're like am I doing the right thing or always going inward has been like my biggest like you it's it's up to you you listen to your own answers girl that's it Did you want more? I can go on. <laughs> I've learned a lot. <laughs>
2: well, it's so funny because I'm sitting here thinking, like, what one, like, what haven't I learned? And then, um, one, oh, I thought you meant what have you learned? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm I'm saying uh, like, what have what haven't? Yeah, yeah. just saying. Which yeah, it's been so much. Um, I think what I said before, like, I know, like, some things like feel crazy, some things like feel like so beyond you and I think it kind of like anytime you run into those situations you know when my dad died it's so funny like when my dad died and that and 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 um, Anubis came to me and I was leaving my old shop at the time and Anubis is like the death of uh or the guide of death and involved embal- and embalming and so I thought it was so weird I'm like okay I get the you know the guide of death and like one part of my life is dying right now and I'm like being thrust into something new but why the embalming and then the next day I found out my dad died mm-hmm. and I was like oh my god and I literally like had to go to Yolanda's house and like have a session because I felt like you know he had been coming and coming it was like
1: mm-hmm. one to that-
2: three days of him coming. And I'm like, why are you here? You know, and I did not like the furthest thing. I think my biggest lesson is that we are human. And no matter the capacity, the power or any kind of access that we might have to the higher, to the lower, to the anything, we're filtering. Yeah are always filtering. Like I, he came to me and I filtered my life experience that I was in right now with what his, his presence meant. And so what, this is dying. I didn't take it as this literal, Oh my God, my dad died. And he is trying to let me know because he knew no one else would tell me. So I think like understanding, like if you're doing this work, we are, we are human. There are no gurus, like we are all like going through this, like no one, as much as we talk about mastery and self-mastery, there's always the next level of thing. And I think as long as we stay connected and grounded to the fact that we are filtering information, that we are filtering what we're getting, and this is a human vessel. And so we're always adding our own little personal earthly nuances to the messages that we receive. It keeps us, it keeps us responsible um, and it also keeps our ego at bay with what it is that we're doing. And trust me, that bitch will fucking slip in and fuck your shit up, okay? Doesn't she remind you of like, sometimes when DeAndre, when she gets so
0: passionate about something, I'm like, she should be on somebody's stage somewhere. Like, really? <laughs> like motivating the room. But okay, so for me, I think you just reminded me of another piece that I wasn't thinking of. But the first thing I was thinking of is um, this work has shown me the power of the mind, like really mm-hmm. how impactful our mind is. Like mm-hmm. ding, 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 ding. Kind of the mind is everything. And that that this work has really highlighted that and helped me a lot with my perspective about everything, which has been like such a gift. But the other thing, um, listening to you talk right now, I can't not bring this up another gift in this for me has been recognizing the importance of support and community because I was very honey like I can do it I can do it like everything myself I'm not asking anybody for help I'm not checking on you know and one thing you learn in this is just like how much we grow together wow. <laughs> and how much sometimes you just need support and so Preach, please. honey it is the truth And that is why I was thinking too, like us three being here today. One thing for people listening is it is so important to have a community.
1: Oh,
2: you're going to need it. I say all the time and I'm never shy of like one. um, My moon is in the third house. Thank you. I am never shy about like letting my friends know. I don't um, recruit many people like in my circle. I keep it very fucking small. But when my bitches are in there, they are my people. They are like, they are, they keep me like ticking. Like, I'm so grateful for like, I don't know, honest to God. I used to call, text Yolanda 50 million times with Jay. I know That was she- the best though. No, it was hilarious,
0: honey. And they'd be long.
2: <laughs> I used to text her. I would be like, oh my God, Yolanda, are you at my house? <laughs> because I would like be filling all this energy and she's like oh sweetie pie Um, have you ever thought you're at my house and I was like I'm so afraid I was like why would I be at your house and I know how Yolanda is about her space so I felt so bad I'm like oh my god am I at your house I don't know how I'm doing that oh my god that's so funny say having somebody even to like listen to you non-judgmentally is a gift but having somebody be in this work or having some knowledge of or some access to or some experience in this work is like so incredibly vital to continuing this work Mm -hmm. you know because we need like we need somebody to tell us of our shit. Our, Yolanda pissed me off one day. Like, well, I, well, I'm not going to tell you, so I suggest you just figure it out. And I was like, just fucking tell me. You remember <laughs> that, Amy? That was at your house. I was so mad. I'm like, this bitch won't tell me nothing. And I'm just done ask this question. Oh, my God. Oh. The
0: journey. <sighs>
2: okay. but
0: that's the other thing, like you saying, that it reminds me of, too. Like, I think another... Good thing about having community, no matter how many people that consist of, is to encourage you too. Because I think of the times like, you know, when you're working on whatever you're working on and me and Amy are so excited for you, or remember the time you two came over and Amy, well, the three of us did it, but she was the crystal person, right? And we grid the whole living room. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Like, I do. Yeah. But it's I just the, the support too. I mean, having people. Who not only believe in you and what you do,
2: but I mean that's also invaluable. Especially want to see you be great. Yes, Mm -hmm. that's it. Yep. And there are people out there who will call themselves your friends, but they don't really want to see you be great. And that is like the thing with us, like that support, that like cheering, like the our peanut gallery is (laughs) just us doing each other. Like our shit is like on point we are the loudest and that like that is something that that's something that even saying oh my goodness I'm so grateful for doesn't even seem like enough yeah so true okay
0: let's see DeAndre's question in our question box what form of divination do you love but never just clicked with you like to offer as a service Ooh, honey
1: do you want to go Ames um astrology I never got it (laughs) (laughs) Honey, you had to have some patience for that one. That's the first thing that comes to mind. She said, do you love it? Do do I love what? No. I mean, I love it when you explain it. Like (laughs) when you say it, it's like magic. It's like, you know what? I totally get it now. It makes sense. But it's challenging to wrap your head around. And it's just one of those subjects that I just haven't clicked with. That's it. I
0: love it yeah I think it's I huge. think mine would probably be tarot I love tarot what? and I love the study of it for myself but I don't like to do it for other people like I don't really like to do card readings for other people. <laughs> I don't I really don't and the reason is because I prefer if I'm having a conversation with someone and information is just coming through They don't really know unless you know me and you know what goes on with my my face and my demeanor, but most people don't know. And so they just feel like I'm conversing with them and there's, it's not weighted. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if I take out cards, then all of a sudden it changes the whole dynamic of the conversation and people get very like, oh, tell me this exactly. And wait, what does that picture look like? Oh no, that card looks scary. Like it just, I just
2: like to do that in my own little bubble, tarot for me. Um, I second that it's, t- I, I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I want all the decks I want. Oh, it's a new one. I want it. <laughs> and I even do them. Like I, my client last week, <clears throat> it, sometimes it'll just come up like, Oh, can I pull a car for you? And she didn't even know what I even asked. She was still kind of out of it. And then I'm just shuffling and two pop out and they pop out face down. And I just ask, I'm like, is this for her? And they're like, yes and I flipped them over and I didn't need to say anything. And I feel like when I'm guided to go to my deck for a client, I don't need to say anything. Otherwise I'm not really going for my deck.
0: Well, which one do you love that just doesn't, you don't offer as a service?
2: I don't offer that as a service. Oh, you don't, okay. I I don't, I love it, but I don't offer it as a service. But I do, I keep my card of my deck in my room because every now and then I can flip over a card. Sometimes you'll feel like you've seen a client a few times and you feel like you know a little bit too much about their life and you just want to make sure that what you're seeing is Mm -hmm. there and it's not you. So I use it as kind of like an ego test. Mm-hmm. I I flip to make sure that I'm staying in alignment, that I'm detached from the situation and from the client. But yeah. I don't like do like, okay, you're coming to pull some cards. Like, let's do that. I don't, I don't, I don't do that. But I, I wish that I sure connected with like that.
0: I could say um, so many. I mean, I think over the, but this, I guess is what's more true for me. Cause I've studied a lot of things. I continue to study th- I love I mean, listen, you know me, I like to go down rabbit holes, but a lot of what I study or what I learn, and even what I practice, it has been so personal along the way. And so, mm-hmm. a lot of what I share, and I think part of the reason Reiki became the thing that I taught was because it was what had such a huge impact on me and how I perceived myself and life and energy and all these things, but it was already in like in a system. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, almost like the easiest, cleanest thing to share, to go, here you go, you take this and then go crack open, have fun, text me if you need help. But I think all of the other things, they weren't, I don't know, there's just something about them where I've just taken them in as my own. And there's not a pretty way to deliver it to people. Like, I don't play with them
2: in a traditional way. I guess that should be. I want to say this, and I know that we're running over, um, but anyone who hasn't, like, taken, like, a class from Yolanda, I'm going to tell you why she's a great teacher. Because she, she is what I said I went to the school for, right? I didn't want somebody to teach me how they did astrology. I wanted somebody to teach me astrology. And a lot of people... Who are just like solo people who like teach courses or classes they want to teach what they do they don't want to teach like the core principle and the foundation of whatever it is that they 're teaching they want to teach what they do. The good thing about Yolanda is that <clears throat> when I'm she embarrassed you it is Um, it's a very, this is her Aquarian detached nature. It is a very detached thing. Like she allows you to figure out what it is for you because like she introduced me to energy. And I always say, I don't feel like what I do is Reiki. I, I, I say that a million times over, but what I do, but I still do a form of energy healing with my hands being a conduit of energy. But it's not in my mind what Reiki foundationally, I don't even know if that's correct, but what Reiki is said to be. Like, I don't follow these hand movements. I don't do any of the rules. I just don't like rules, though. So. <laughs> that's probably another thing. But she has always said, that's okay. Like, I, that's what you do. Like, this is an entry point and you take it wherever it is meant for you to take it. She's not saying, ooh, that's not Reiki. That's not, I don't want you to be a Reiki master. I want you to take on Yolanda's way of doing Reiki and spread it across the world. No, she's like, "Well, here's your little nugget. Take it and spread wildflowers. And so I think like, that's just what makes you like such a good teacher. You allow people to take your information and put it out in the world through their own voice, and I think that that's a gem. Who, honey, I am like hot from embarrassment. I was
0: like, "Who? Cool. Seriously? That's that's really sweet." And I'm I'm so glad you say that because that really is that's honestly what matters to me, and part of the reason why too. That's what I was inspired to share anything that I learned because along the way I saw there was a lot of people not we have enough problems trusting ourselves anyway right like it's already hard enough Mm -hmm. then when you go to these things and our teachers or what's given to us is so rigid then people are harder on themselves and instead of just recognizing their natural way or what clicks open for them they're trying to mimic their teachers and then everything is lost and so I for me I think the jewel in all this is that you crack open to you and you discover your way like that's the beauty of this work. It's not for us to walk around like freaking clones of each other. No. And even in our circle, like just the three of us, we're all so different in how we work with these things, but that's the beauty in how we get to support each other too. You know, like what the heck are we going to do with 50 of the same person running around?
2: Mm -mm.
0: Amen. Honey. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we need like a music break to transition us like a segue into our day break. (sighs)
1: ah let's get into it leo energy and i'm like carnelian is perfect for us too because you know you had spoken recently about like getting up early getting ready to go and having all this energy and carnelian is like so awesome for that so i love using carnelian for like an energy grid um, and creativity and passion so this is um, one on a grid. This is just a cloth grid I had, it's super simple. And then if you flip to the other picture, it's just laying out on um, uh, nothing underneath. So, but the oh, other you, two- You can only yeah. see the one grid? Yeah, I can't see the other oh. one. Oh, Unless you scroll, can you scroll maybe? I just see the cloth one. And then the other two stones I was thinking of for Leo energy is um, Tiger's Eye. And I think we all love Tiger's Eye. Now do you see the other grid? Oh yeah, there it is. Look at how shiny it is. It's so pretty. Um, is that one different I, the last one? Uh, nope, it's the same stones. It's just one is on like an actual cloth grid and the other one just isn't on a grid. It's just its own freestanding one.
0: Oh, I see. So you use the same crystal. So okay so you chose these crystals specifically you wanted to use the
1: clear yeah the uh, yeah the clear quartz, and then with the generator in the middle um and carnelian. you know is all you know stimulating motivation and um courage and attracting good luck and joy so i thought it was perfect for leo energy and
0: uh. i love that you showed there was two ways to do this so this cloth that you use is that mm-hmm. something that um, is common for gridding like if people want to create grids for themselves
1: oh yeah there's all different kinds you can buy i have some hardwood ones too um there's you know the flower of life ones and the monotron ones and they're just really great energy grid lines to use to help create and manifest that is very cool okay pretty it is so pretty honey mm-hmm. check you out okay of course. i love these of course. tiger's eyes too we all love tiger's eyes
2: Oh, that is really
1: pretty, and Tiger's eyes also um, confidence, goal oriented. I always oh. use it when I have to speak. With this, for example, like with the grids, if someone created a grid for
0: themselves for like this energy now, like do you Reiki or do you
1: meditate on the grids? Like, do you oh work- yeah, I do. I do the full shebang. Oh, okay. so when I do create a grid, I'll try and do it like this but yes I will reiki it I'll you know write out what I'm trying to manifest and I'll put it underneath the grid uh, yes yeah, the whole thing cool situation I love it just have this
0: card out the strength card from tarot Ooh, I like I love it. this card I know it's one of my favorites and it's interesting so I guess I should say um you'll see when Deandre shares with us this card is um Mm, connected to the energy of Leo and we're in Leo season right now. And so in the image you can see depicted, there's this woman, she looks like a maiden and she is taming. It looks like this beast or this lion. And she also has a luminous gate over her head, but it's funny, just like a week ago, this card came up for me in a meditation. And what was coming up about this energy? I think that stands out for me is always remembering that for us to shine and for us to be in our authenticity, it doesn't have to be showing off. <laughs> like it doesn't have to be showing out. It can be very humbling um, to be in your power and to be in your presence. It, it doesn't have to be this egotistical or overbearing thing to feel confident in your way and your being and how you show up in the world. Like it can, it makes me think of people who have like um. You know, those people that have like just this magnetism and it's because they have that quiet confidence. Like they come into a room and they just light up the space. They haven't done anything. They may not have even said anything. It's just their presence alone. So I think this card for me, especially in this season, highlights for me really acknowledging how we're using our fire, how we are directing it, how we're showing up. And is it something that's like contained and um, dignified even, and not necessarily, you know, just like this wild, chaotic thing that we're trying to force our
2: power or our will on others. That's all I got. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, I was talking to them, Amy and Yolanda, to you guys, uh, yesterday, and I was talking about like being in the pressure cooker, you know, I feel like ever since the beginning of the year, we've been in the pressure cooker. You know, I remember 2016. <clears throat> everybody was talking about some. Oh my God, this is the cocoon, and now I'm a butterfly. And everybody's like, "Fuck, is this a butterfly? What a butterfly feels like?" And I'm like, "There has to be stages of that cocoon." You know what I mean? And I think like it's the same thing with life. Like, wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. Can you tell them like where you're starting
0: from? You mean from like 2019, this whole year?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm not giving, I don't have dates for what I'm saying now. This that's leading into where we are now. Okay. So I feel like, you know, we get into the cocoon, right? Like we turn, we get into our cocoon and that part is painful. And then there's this, this status quo, this, this, um, the norm, you know, we get so comfortable in the norm. We get so fine being where we are. And that's comfortable. And then we felt like the butterfly. And then shit starts to change again, right? And we're like, oh my God, am I back in the cocoon? No, these are all stages of the cocoon. I feel like we're coming out now. I feel like that pressure cooker, I feel like we threw all these ingredients in, we figured out who we wanted to be, what we wanted, how we were going to say what we wanted, where we wanted to put it, who we wanted to do it with, what we were going to do with that thing. Like we did all the things, all, those, all that stuff got put in this pressure cooker and mixed up. Then we turn that lid on and things start to come together. Things start to be, get brought together. And then you're ready because the whistle blows and you're ready to serve what it is. Show people what it is that you've been cooking in this thing. The thing with that is, we have all these planets going retrograde right now. Mercury's retrograde, Saturn's retrograde, Jupiter's still retrograde, <clears throat> Pluto's retrograde. And then we have these nodes, fucking people up. And so, and so I feel like you have been forced to think about where you've been, who you were, what you've wanted, who, that, who you used to hang out with, all these things that we used to identify ourselves with. And now we've been forced to change those things we've been forced to come out of that. It's time to change, to grow, to evolve, to let people see who we really are. And I think us seeing who we really are, us getting that first taste of what we cooked in that pressure cooker is extremely important. So did you taste it? Like, how did it taste? Like, is this what you wanna serve to the world? And of course it is. Like you spent all that time prepping everything, thinking of everything, making all this stuff to put in this pot, it's perfect. And now you have to be okay being seen. And so when the sun moves into Leo, it's saying, look, here I am. Like you're showing people like who you are. And that's a very vulnerable position to be in. Mm -hmm. So the reason why Leo, you know, as, as regarded with strength as it is, um, as regarded with the lion that it is, there's this big soft teddy bear inside of them. Like if you know, Leo's like, They get a bad rap with, ooh, come look at me type of thing. But the truth is, is like, you saw that lady petting this little lion. That's who they really are. They want to be seen. They want to know that you see them. And there is vulnerability in that. And that's why their egos get hurt so bad. And their feelings get hurt so bad. And they get so emotional. It's because what they're showing you, they want you to like. And that's the same thing with us. Like what we show people, like we want to be accepted. We want people to appreciate all that hard work that we put into expressing who it is that we are. We want that to be accepted by people. And I think that we have to go out on faith in that right now and trust that that is who we are, that people will love that thing. Talking to myself. Um, (laughs) And Amy. It's hard. So I think when I first started, um, what I wanted to do was follow like, you know, the sun being in Leo, which is what I did, but I really didn't have time enough to like really prepare that. So I'm going to go out with that saying that, yes, this is where we are right now. Like show up and it's okay to show up, like do it, like let yourself be seen. And I don't care how slow that movement takes. You're, you're inspired to do it because we have Jupiter about to go direct. Things are lightening up. If you, things are lighting up.
0: But can you also, in this energy, I wonder if it's something different too, but that makes me think of, like a lot of people will hold themselves back because they're trying to perfect, you know what I mean? And it's like, I can't be seen yet until everything is right. And then how much time goes by and when is anything ever enough, right? So I think it's good to also know, like you're going to change, like you're constantly evolving and changing. And in this energy, like, what are you, would you say with this type of energy, does it speak to like whatever is inspiring us now? Like, just trusting that, like what's in our heart now, or what?
2: Um, I wrote out this thing and it was, uh, I put like, oh, the sun is in Leo. And then I put Oprah's little meme, like, you get a car, you get a car. <laughs> because that's what people should feel like. Right. And then, so I was like, you know, excuse me. Um, I feel like everybody's been working on who they are. Everybody's been working on like what it is that they want to birth, where they want to go, thinking of what, you know, is the point of everything. And I think that, um, you know, I think with the sun moving in Leo is just saying, like, you're ready to let the sun shine on what it is that you've created, you're ready to let the sun like add what it needed. You know, like the sun was in Cancer, the mother, right? Like we were quiet, we were internal, we we got in our shell, we did all those things, and now the sun is shining on on our heart. Like, what is that? How are we putting that out into the world, into our family, into our businesses, into whatever it is that you know, you're doing, like, how are we doing that? Can they contact you for, um, astrology consults? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. So give us the website, please. Um, www.theritualhouse.com. That is house H-A-U-S because the real house was taken.
0: (laughs) Well, I will put the link in the show Of course. Anyway. I just
2: want to like let people know that when I do like a consultation, I want people to understand that it's probably not like the normal consultation that they've had. I really do try to focus on like where you are right now. And then you'll tell me what you want and where, you know, whatever's going on in your life. But I focus on the house that you're in in your chart right now. We spend one year in that chart or sorry, in that house. And we don't get to revisit it again in that capacity for another 12 years. Clean the shit up. You don't want to like get off a of vacation and then come back and have to deal with the same stuff that you should have dealt with the year, the last time that you're in that house. So that's like really, you know, my main focus is to like use the energy there to help, help you be great there, because that essentially will help you be great wherever it is that you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. And is
0: this the year like their solar return?
2: So what are you saying? So on your birthday, your year starts. Right. That's right. Okay. Not like January 1st. On your birthday is the beginning of your year. Yep. And you will enter a new house that year. Perfect. So we'll
0: put that link in the comments. And then for everyone, Amy is working on all of her stuff and we can't wait for her to launch. Um, So stay tuned for that. Although I am
2: going to put how to contact you on social media. Is that okay? I think she's doing distance sessions
1: already, right? I am doing distance. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Yeah, the LinkedIn one is fine. It's Amy Sage. Yeah. So look her
0: up, but I'm going to put it in the show links too, in case you want to have some energy work with a crystal goddess. It fascinates me. like People who do certain things like that. Like there are so many nuances with like crystals and you look at them and you know what they are, you know what they do. I'm like, how do you even retain all of this? So yeah. And, um, just to say too, Amy and I will be at the medical Reiki training in October with Raven keys. So we might see there. And if you want to do intuitive mastery with me, you can, we are do it. Yes. It's amazing.
2: It is the gateway, the gateway
0: well good. by the time this airs um we will be doing the third week tomorrow night um but you'll still have access to the first two weeks so you can catch up so we're going to be doing this once a month the light of day with deandrea amy and yolanda
2: Thanks, it, thank you everybody yeah bye
0: Okay everyone, I first of all want to thank Amy and DeAndrea for coming on Reiki Radio and sharing their experiences with us today. As we mentioned, this will be a monthly offering so that we can come together and talk about a new topic each month but also more specifically the different energies that we're moving into month to month to support you on your path. So I hope that you enjoy this. Um, If you want to get in touch with Andrea, you can go to her website, theritualhouse.com, and house is H-A-U-S, so theritualhouse.com. If you want to connect with Amy, be sure to find her on LinkedIn. Her name is Amy Sage, S-A-G-E, and if you want to join me for intuitive mastery, be sure to go to my website, theenergeticalchemist.com. Again, sign up to become either a Reiki Radio Insider or a member of the Alchemy Circle, and I will see you in class. So that is all for today. I hope you all have a beautiful, beautiful day, and remember to always journey in love.